in this episode, yeah, we're going to keep talking about fear. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to Michael Sano has a podcast. I'm your host, Michael Sano. Um, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Sea and Land Fitness. So head on over there. Uh, the uh, the URL, the website address is up in the top. Um, so I'm just going to jump right back into it. Last week or last episode, um, I was telling you about fear. We were talking about fear. I was going over some of the... <laughs> emotional crises that I was going through. I even had to, uh, even had to reach out to the VA about this and a couple of friends. So, um, I gave you what was going on. I let you know how it was affecting me. If you're curious about that, just shoot back to that episode. Um, but it, and, and I gave you some, uh, comfort, empathy, uh, compassion, I told you guys, you know, I understand what you're going through if you're going through this and that I'm with you um, and to reach out to me. Um, what I didn't do was offer a solution, okay? And that's one of the things that I'm going to try to do with this episode. Um, so fear is crippling. Fear is, and, and it, it should be naturally from a physiological and psychological perspective, it should be crippling. There's a reason why it exists within our bodies and our minds. Um, I'm taking the super duper academic approach in this one. This one's the academic, uh, look at fear. Last, uh, episode was the emotional and the personal look at fear. So what exactly is fear? So fear is something that um, internally, internally, that's very important, internally prohibits you from engaging in a thought, an action, a, a, a behavior, or a goal. Um, basically, fear stops you from doing what you, wait for it, want to do. They work, uh, they're, they're sort of polar in the way that they work, but the way I'm going to explain it is going to add a, a little bit more, a, a kind of a new dimension to fear. Um, now before I go into it too much, we have to talk about something else and we have to talk about, let, let well, actually let's roll back. Let's. Let's, I've just defined what fear is. Fear is uh, something internally, an emotional reaction that prevents you from engaging in a behavior or achieving a goal or doing something. So fear is the inhibitor, okay? Fear is the thing that inhibits you. That's important. Because you've got to learn these terms. Because learning these terms will help you deal with your own fear. Okay, so what's the first thing we need to do? We need to know what fear is. Fear, I've just told you. I've just 
given you a definition of what fear is. So now that you know what fear is, what does it do? It inhibits, okay? It inhibits behavior. It inhibits action. It inhibits thoughts, okay? You have, you have thoughts. You become afraid. You have something external in your environment. Internally, you become afraid. So fear may originate externally, but internally is where it manifests itself, okay? Um, now, this is great. You just defined what fear is. But what's important is that a lot of you out there might not know exactly what fear is. You might not have known that that was the definition for fear. Uh, a lot of people will define things by their reaction to things. Okay, so what is fear? Fear is crying when something scary happens. Okay, fear is... Um, What's another one? Fear is the hair on the back of your neck bristling up when you walk into an abandoned building. Um, all of that is not actually fear. Fear is the response that you're having to whatever's going on. Okay. Um, not all the time. You know, there are different emotions, but we're talking about fear specifically. So... What's important now that you know what fear is, and this is the hard part. Hold on. I'm going to have a sip of coffee. Peter Madeira, this is for you. So now that I've told you what fear is, it's, it's going to seem a little distant. It's going to, well, I don't know if it'll feel distant. It may feel very close. Um, but understanding it will feel unreachable. Okay. So that's why the most important thing about the whole thing that I'm going to talk about is there's this concept of situational awareness. Okay. If you were in the military, you'll understand this. If you played a sport, um, a team sport or something, you'll, 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 you'll know this, um, this idea. Situational awareness is basically having a, a, a understanding of all of the things that are going on around you. So when we discuss fear, I've often heard people talk about, you know, situational awareness will calm you down. Uh, especially when I was in the military. By having situational awareness, you will be able to reduce your fear. Now, I agree with that, but only half, okay? Um, only halfway do I, do I agree with that. I think that there's another aspect to it that's really important. And that other aspect to it that's really important is emotional awareness. Okay. So for me, and this is all part of the book that I'm writing and the research that I'm, I'm working on right now. And for me, the most important thing above situational awareness is constant being in a state of constant emotional awareness. 
Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I come from, you know, uh, a background where, you know, machismo and being tough is really important. So the idea of emotional awareness may be, <laughs> may be problematic for some people. Um, but I think that that comes from the idea that individuals don't really understand what emotional awareness is. Don't worry, we're getting back to fear. We're on we're on a we're on a path. So you have fear. Let's use the abandoned building. You have fear. You're inside this dusty old factory. You've heard stories about it being haunted. You've, uh, you've got the lighting. It's gray. It's dark. The hair on the back of your neck is rising up. You're afraid. Rightly so. It's a creepy place. Situational awareness will, are you ready for this? Reinforce that fear. Wait a minute. I have situational awareness? Yeah. And situational awareness in an environment like that can actually enhance that fear. Because what are you saying? Well, I'm noticing how creepy it is. I'm noticing how quiet it is inside. I'm noticing how dark it is inside. But that's where emotional awareness should kick in. Okay. And I learned this actually in the army. So I was in the infantry. Um, and as a kid growing up, I was, uh, I was in the woods all the time, all the time. So I would run around, but when it would get dark, I would come home and where I lived, where I grew up, we had some creepy woods and some creepy stories that went along with those woods. So, um, we would always go home at night. So I had this preconceived notion about being in the woods at night and was warned. Also, I had a, uh, been told because going back to the machismo and the, and the tough guy thing. So I grew up in a, in a Polish town in Britain, Connecticut. And so, um, I grew up hearing the bedtime story, Baba Yaga, which is horrifying. So I was <laughs> rightly so kind of afraid of going into the, uh, going into the woods at night. So, and for those of you who don't know, the Baba Yaga is, or the story of the Baba Yaga is about a witch who lives in the, uh, in the forest and she snatches children and she has a home that walks around on these giant chicken legs. I didn't come up with this story and that the fence is made of bones with heads on the posts. The decapitated heads on the post. Wonderful, wonderful bedtime story uh, for kids. So, yeah, that's what I got. So, I, needless to say, I was afraid of the woods. So, I get in the infantry, and uh, one of the mottos is, we own the night. So, we uh, we would go out in night vision and be out in the dark. And at first, I was terrified. Situational awareness only augmented that, only made it greater. 
only made it more scary, you know? And then you would hear things in the woods walking. You knew that they were deer, but in the back of your head, <laughs> is that the Baba Yaga? No, it's not. But operating in the dark in the army, I soon came to realize that there was that the woods at night are the woods during the day without any light. There's no difference. And I was able to realize that my fear was irrational. Okay? My fear was unfounded. That the things that were in the woods at night are the same things that are in the woods during the day. Different animals, of course, because some are sleeping. Owls and all that. Um, so let's go back to the abandoned factory. So if you're using emotional awareness, you should be able to say to yourself, look, this factory is just an empty building that's stone and glass. And if there is something in here, it's a person. If there is something in here, it's a raccoon. If there is something in here. It may scare me, but it's not scary. You know what I'm saying? And it's this approach to fear, this approach at emotional awareness and dissecting the actual moment, the moment that you're in. That, that is what can help you. So my last episode, I spoke about driving over to West Point. And going to the range. Um, and the big bridge that I have to go over. Um, I have fear of going over that bridge. But is that fear rational? Is that fear... Why do I have that fear? What's, what's that fear... What's the purpose of that fear? Okay. It's, it's, it's not just enough to be scared... And refrain, you know, stop doing what you're doing. There also has to be an exploration of what that fear is. Um, a friend of mine from the Army, he used to drive over that bridge back and forth all the time to go home. Because he lived on one side of the bridge and worked on the other side of the bridge. Um and he actually, his daughters were in daycare at West Point. There's a couple of military installations right around where we live, up here in the Hudson Valley. Um, so the thought is, he's got to go back and forth, and he does it all the time successfully. Hundreds, thousands of people do it a year successfully. Why are they able to do it successfully? Yet I have fear of it. So therefore my fear is, is pretty much irrational. Is it the, the high up, the exposed? It could be. Um, but I have to look at and dissect my emotional response driving up to the bridge and going over the bridge. And what I've done is realized that 
It's wholly irrational. And I'm going to have to use this trigger object and look at it when I go over it. Maybe put it in the car and tape it to the dashboard so that I can see, so I can be fully aware, hyper-conscious of my emotional state in that problematic moment. Um, it's simple, but it's hard. And I totally, totally, you know, give into that point. Um, but I'm going to do what I can to overcome this fear. Um, when I was talking to the VA, I was telling them, you know, what my physical responses were, what my emotional responses were. And, uh, the, the individual I was speaking to, she was like, but wait a minute, but you do it anyways. And I said, yeah, there's stuff on the other side of the river that I want to do. Um, I'm willing to go through the panic attack in order to do it. Um, I'm not saying that I can solve all the problems that people have when they're dealing with fear. But I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend that all of you who suffer with something that you're afraid of, suffer with a fear that you have, think about, think about, strongly, strongly think about exploring what that fear is and find out exactly why you have that fear. Find out why you have that fear. Once you've dissected, and it could be stupid. It could be the dumbest thing in the planet to yourself um, because there are fears that I have. And I know I'm going to get some pushback. Hold on. Let me have some coffee. I'm going to get some pushback. Oh, no one's no one's emotions are, are stupid. And, and that's not true because tell anyone who's not been able to do something because of some emotional response, whether or not they think that that emotion is stupid and they wish that they could get rid of it. Okay. So basically put that in your pipe and smoke. So I have fears that to me are stupid. Um, granted stupid in our house when my son was growing up was a very bad word, but there are times when it's required. And some of my fears are really stupid. Um, I won't go into the laundry list right now. But you may feel that some of your fears are stupid. Use those as the biggest ones to challenge. Use those as the ones. A lot of people will tell you, well, work on your small fears first and then address your big fears. I don't, I don't know about that because I feel that that's not using something I spoke about somewhere else, which is the immediacy principle. The immediacy principle dictates that anything that can be done now should be done now. And that is one of the best principles to use in tackling fear. Because time winds up trumping the fear. Um, so what, what I was getting at is if you have that irrational fear that thing that you feel is just the dumbest fear that you could ever have. Start exploring it. It's going to be tough. 
at times it may even be a little bit emotionally traumatic. And if you don't feel you can explore it on your own, find someone to help you explore it. Find someone of faith, find someone who has um, like a priest or a rabbi that you feel comfortable connecting with, find a therapist. Um, if that's your better route, um, find a, a, a spouse or a girlfriend or boyfriend or a close friend or a family member, but express this fear. And I don't mean express this fear and experience this fear. I mean, express this fear in the sense of discuss it. Bring it out. What do they say? Sunlight is the best disinfectant. So let's start disinfecting our fears. Um, ooh, I'm going to tag that one. Um, but yes, if you want to start overcoming your fears, you have to learn what they are. Okay. Um, and you can do this. You can do it. It's going to be tough. But you can get to the top of that mountain. Um and if you want one of these uh, trigger objects, reach out to me um, and, and we'll see what we can do. You can also purchase them from the website. Uh, there's a link in the description below. Um, and they're cheap. I think they're like uh, 10 bucks. They may even be less than that. Um, but I think, no, I think they are less than that. I think they're like five bucks. So anyways, um, all right. Yeah. So that is basically it. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. I felt like, uh, my last episode, I left you guys kind of hanging. Um, and you went, I have that fear too. Wait a minute. What, the, what do I do about it? So I thought that this episode would be, um, a good way to explore that and to let you know that fear is resolvable. Um, you may, even if you do, you know, explicitly find out what that fear is, um, you may be able to diminish it and still experience it. That's okay. Um, it's called overcoming fears. It doesn't mean that the fear, you know, totally goes away all the time. So that's okay. You're going to get there. And then after a while, you're going to be, you know, climbing cliffs with no ropes. No, that's not safe. And I don't approve of that. So, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, if you uh, if you need anything, reach out to me. Uh, so that's the entire podcast. That's this entire episode. Um, this uh, episode, of course, was brought to you by CN Land Fitness. Um, it's always a pleasure. And if you need anything, reach out. All right. Talk to you soon.